Praise the Lord, YouTube. It's Brother Philip Romick, Pentecostal Podcast, coming to you this week. I'm going to be continuing my series on the fruits of the Spirit. This week I'm going to be talking about joy. So, um, second fruit of the Spirit. So this is the second lesson, uh, nine-part series. So the main verse is uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Uh, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The other scripture I was going to use is 1 Thessalonians 5.16. It says rejoice evermore. So rejoice all the time, basically is what that means. So... Uh, I'm going to start out with the definition for joy. So joy means happiness, delight, or a source of delight. So the purpose of this lesson is to show biblically where Christians get their joy. So joy comes from the birth of Jesus, and it goes all the way through our eternal reward. Of salvation so eternal reward of going to heaven um, yeah all the way through our whole Christian walk we should have joy the Christians primary source of joy is the Holy Ghost which is God's Spirit living in us also our eternal reward of heaven is a is a primary source of our joy so I was going to start this lesson, I was going to go through Jesus' life, and then I was going to go through um, talking about joy that we have um, with salvation and after we get saved, just chronologically, I guess. Um, so joy at Jesus' birth, which is in Luke 2, 8 through 11. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So here we see in verse 10, it states that the birth of Jesus is great joy for all people. So as a Christian, the birth of Jesus Christ meant salvation for our souls by his death on the cross. So the birth of Jesus Christ was the beginning of all of our joy as a Christian. The Lord's purpose on the earth it said in Matthew 1.21. This is talking about Mary here. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. So Jesus had his purpose, which was to save us from our sins. And that was his greatest joy. That's why he came here. He came to save us. So that's the beginning of any Christian's joy would be Jesus, because without Him we would not have salvation. 
So here are some examples of joy that Jesus spoke about. Uh, in Matthew 13:44, Jesus declared, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. So as Matthew 13:44, God's kingdom is a treasure that we should be willing to sell all that we have to go and buy it. That means we should give our whole lives for uh, for God's kingdom. We should want to walk righteously with God. First, it's starting out with salvation in the book of Acts. And then you follow godly principles in the Bible, which are mostly contained in the epistles, which follow the book of Acts. So we got to first start with salvation. Next, we got to start with go with uh, godly living. So Jesus also states in Luke 6:22 through 23, "Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil." For the Son of Man's sake. So here, rejoice ye in that day, and leap for joy, and behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers also unto the prophets. So, you should be excited when people hate you for God. I know it's a really tough one to bear, but... You need to have joy when you're hated for Jesus' sake. you got to remember the Christians throughout the New Testament were persecuted all the time for Jesus. But they still let, kept living for God 100%. More than 100%. More than we do right now. So we shouldn't expect a cakewalk with God. We should expect persecution. We should expect others to hate us for Jesus. Because you have to remember that they hated Christ first. They hated him so much they crucified him. If they don't ex okay, if they don't accept the Lord's salvation, you need to remember that there is someone who will want God's salvation in their life. Don't worry about your earthly reward. The scriptures don't say the scriptures saying don't worry about what you're going to receive, but you're going to receive your reward in heaven, heavenly rewards. To be a disciple of God, you need to bear much fruit, according to John 15:8, And your joy will remain full when you keep the Lord's commandments, because you will live in the Lord's love. So, let's just keep in mind that as a disciple of God, you're going to bear much fruit for God. So, next I have joy in Jesus's, Jesus Christ's resurrection. Matthew 28, 5-8 And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly. And tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. 
and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. So, obviously Jesus died, and then he got raised from the dead. This is a great, significant event in the life of a Christian, because it shows that death and hell cannot hold Jesus Christ. Cannot hold the Lord. And the believers can receive that same power that Jesus had. They cannot hold him down in hell. They cannot hold him down in death. We can receive the same spirit that Jesus had. It's called the infilling of the Holy Ghost. As a true believer, when we're filled with the Holy Ghost, we only have to experience a temporary death. But we will be able to live in heaven eternally. This is our reward. Uh, after walking God's spirit and in God's truth. Which means after walking, uh, receiving God's spirit and obeying the Bible with uh, righteous living. So it's not just, just receiving the Holy Ghost. You need to live righteously. And a lot of um, attributes for righteous living are found in the epistles, which are actually after Acts. So I'll have more lessons on that, but uh, not tonight. But I will definitely have more lessons on righteous living. <clears throat> what are some other joys that Christians have? Here's the very first one. The Holy Ghost joy. The Holy Ghost is how a believer receives salvation according to Acts 2. It is the infilling of God's Spirit in your life, evidenced by speaking in an unknown, unknown language. Receiving the Holy Ghost allows a believer to grow... grow to grow closer to God because they can understand what is pleasing to God and what isn't. So the Holy Ghost allows you to have understanding of what God wants from you, what is pleasing to God, and what is not pleasing to God. So that's what the Holy Ghost will do for you. You'll have an understanding, a spiritual understanding. It's a great source of joy for all Christians who receive it and is required to enter into heaven, according to John 3, 5. Here are some verses on the Holy Ghost joy. So we have in Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 1 Thessalonians 5, or 1, 5 through 6, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. So even though the word of God was received by the Thessalonians with affliction, the Holy Ghost still gave them joy. So it doesn't matter how you receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will give you joy. Because it's God's Spirit going to live inside you. So, there's also here another joy, joy in truth. In 3 John 1, 3-4, For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified 
of the truth that is in thee, as thou walkest in the truth. For I have no greater joy than uh, than to hear that my children walk in truth. So, um, I don't know if you know what truth they're talking about here, but they're talking about the truth of God's word. They're talking about the truth of salvation. Um, they're talking about the truth in the Bible, gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so the salvation plan, as I've already mentioned, is in, mentioned very first time in Acts chapter 2, if you want to look that up. Acts 2.38. So that's what the truth is, is just righteous living, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the salvation plan. Joy for the brethren is the next joy I was going to talk about. Paul's joy in many epistles was joy for being with believers. Almost every single epistle that Paul wrote, he was wanting to meet them. He was wanting to see the believers, to be with them. So that was one of his main joys. One of these instances is in 2 Corinthians 2, 3-4. And I wrote this same unto you, lest when I came I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. So Paul has definitely the Spirit of Christ, because Paul loves the brethren more than himself. Uh, he wants to be with them all the time, but he was bound in chains for the name of Jesus Christ. So he doesn't want to bring sorrow, he wants to bring joy. Despite his all of his affliction, his main goal is to bring them joy. So, I uh, also have another one, joy from healings. So when people got healed, this is just an example of the joy that they had. Uh, Acts 8, uh, chapter 8, 5 to 8. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed of them. And many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And there was great joy in that city. So all kinds of sick people uh, were healed. There were many instances where Jesus was healing sick. The disciples were healing sick, sick people. Nowadays, there's still people getting healed from sicknesses, blindness, dead people being raised. Anything can happen because the Holy Ghost allows us to reach out to them and God heals their bodies. So that brings joy, obviously, not only to the person that's praying for them, but the person that's receiving it. So, you know, that's one joy we receive from having the Holy Ghost. So here's also joy in temptations. I have in James 1, 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work is patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect 
and entire, wanting nothing. So according to James, patience can help you over <laughs> patience can help you overcome your temptations and help you to be perfect. If you fall into a temptation, don't worry about that. God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So we're not there's no way we can be perfect. No way possible. With the Holy Ghost, we have a better understanding of what God wants from us. But there is no way possible for me to be perfect. There's no way possible for you to be perfect. All we can do is our best. And when we do fail, because it will happen, we can always turn to God for forgiveness. So, joy and persecution. I'm going to talk about from Hebrews 12, 1-3. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with about with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and finisher finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. So, these scriptures tell us that we need to get rid of sins and things that hold us back from God. Everything, the sins and weights that easily beset us. These things keep us away from God. And then we should start. And then we should stay walking with God. We should start walking with God. We've got to get rid of these sins. We've got to repent of these things. And we can start walking with God. Jesus endured the cross for our salvation. This is the his ultimate purpose was enduring the cross for us. And his joy was for our salvation. So, those were the only two things that really God came here for. Was to die for us. He had to die for all mankind. And then our salvation is His joy. 1 Peter 4, 12-14 says, Behold, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. So you, this is just telling you not to worry about trials and persecution that come your way. Remember, it's for God's glory, not your own. You're not building up a kingdom here on earth for yourself. You're building a kingdom for God. You're, you're being a witness for God. You're, you're working for God. And that's what really matters. God is glorified if you're a reproach for the name of Jesus Christ. And you should receive joy from this. Because it's going to happen, you know. 
people are going to hate you for Jesus. You know, they're going to mock you. But you know what? Jesus received the same thing. So you can't expect, you know, you have to expect the same thing. So, that's what that one is. 1 Peter 1, 7 through 9. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye receive with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. So this is the believer's ultimate joy is our salvation, eternal salvation. It's the ultimate joy that a believer has. So, as well as our salvation, the salvation plan that we have, which is of course first brought up in Acts, Acts chapter 2, and then we and then we got to walk with God according to the Bible. We got to walk according to righteousness. And then after those things, we're gonna we might have a hard life. You know, I don't know everyone's life. That's obvious. You know, our ultimate joy is gonna be with going to heaven and seeing God for eternity. So that's you know that's our joy and that's what we're living for. That's why I'm showing this to, <clears throat> trying to ex explain these things to people, and um, yeah, that's about it. That's that's my lesson on joy, and I hope you hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> so um, subscribe to us here on YouTube, like us on Facebook, um, Pentecostal Podcast on both. The name is both on the same thing. You can find a local United Pentecostal Church in your area, upci.org. I'll put all the links in the description. And uh, God bless everyone. The next lesson is going to be on um, Fruits of the Spirit. It's going to be peace. So that's going to be my next Fruit of the Spirit lesson. It probably will be next week. I may or may not do a different lesson. So... Alright, God bless. You guys have a good night.